Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and co-parents of all ages, this podcast is for you. Introducing in the center ring the amicable divorce expert, Judith Weigel. Today is our celebrity divorce series, and we're going to be focusing on Tom Brady and Giselle Bundchen. No, they're not actually divorced. It kind of looks like they may. And I found it interesting when their situation came to light when Tom retired after winning the Super Bowl earlier this year, 2022, and then coming back after retirement two months later. That really piqued my curiosity. So I followed the story along a little bit. And then I said, hmm, it looks like it's getting more serious with divorce. I wonder what's going on with them. And I did more research that really filled in some blanks that I wasn't aware of. So here's what I thought. I knew Giselle was a supermodel. I knew her from being a Victoria's Secret runway model. And then I knew she was on covers of magazines and and did other runway work. But I really didn't understand the positioning of Giselle and Tom in terms of career and in terms of how much money they each made. I had absolutely no idea that Giselle makes almost twice as much as Tom. I was reading in an article that Giselle's net worth is $400 million and Tom's is $250 million. Now, listen, these are tough problems to have, aren't they? To be working in those kinds of numbers, but it doesn't even matter. The whole point is it doesn't even matter. People are people are people. And in relationship, They have the same issues that we all have. And what are those issues in a marriage? Well, it's mutual commitment to the relationship. And if you want to raise a family, a mutual commitment to raising a family, which means both people contribute somehow to the children's lives, taking on daily tasks, going to the schools to participate in their games, maybe being a participatory and leading groups at the school that your kids are in, but being there, participating, rolling your sleeves up, doing homework, being home for dinner. Now, I live in Los Angeles where we have type A people all the time, especially in the entertainment industry. And I know darn well, the people that make multi-hundreds of millions of dollars do not go home for dinner every night. They can't. That kind of career, that level of money requires that you're always out. Now, go to other careers that you and I have that pay much less money. There are still careers like policemen, firemen, dangerous jobs. And people don't come home every night. They have crazy schedules. Or when they do come home, they're so zoned out from their jobs that they just need to have a break to quiet down. But then again, if it's a traditional situation where it's the man who's out and the woman's at home with the kids, the woman wants a break too. It is a never-ending cycle. 
of trying to figure out what works in order to make your relationship function in a marriage and to make your family function. So, yes, I was looking at aspects of their marriage that would connect with all of you. And I was looking at mutual commitment to a goal of raising a family, sharing family duties, and then career. Is this going to be a two-career household with one career more public taking precedence or making more money? Therefore, that person simply works and comes home, changes clothes, eats, goes to bed. Or is this going to be a one-career household? Regardless, there has to be a balance and a commitment to how these careers are going to be enacted and how raising the family is going to take place as well. And I think it's an ongoing struggle. When you're in a two-career family, it's an ongoing struggle, even if you're in a one-career family. And the person who has the career It's so demanding. That person is traveling. That person may be a celebrity and therefore you have to do all these other events. I mean, it gets crazy, right? But you have your children at home and you have your spouse at home. And how do you make all of this work? So I never really thought about it. You know, football is my only sport. So I watched Tom Brady win year after year after year after year. And then I saw Giselle in the stands every time he played a game. And it looked like this was the gig, that he would work and Giselle would raise the family and be supportive of Tom. When I dug a little further and saw that she had amassed a $400 million fortune to Tom's $250 million fortune, again, I mean, these are both great fortunes, but the point is, I thought, was Giselle sublimating herself? How did that work out? So I had to do a little bit more research. I want to catch you up on who they are, who Giselle is more than anyone, because not everybody knows Giselle Bündchen and her career. And I didn't even know that she still continued to earn money while they were married. She didn't forego her career completely. She just wasn't in the spotlight like Tom was. So let me just read through a few things for you, and then we're going to dig into you and how aspects of their divorce affect aspects of you, your divorce. Giselle and Tom married in February of 2009. They have two biological children, Benjamin Rain, 12, and nine-year-old daughter, Vivian Lake. Now, Tom has another son by a previous relationship, and that son was born very close to when he and Giselle met. So Giselle has been a step-parent for all this time, and hats off to her for doing that too. That's a big, big job. One of the Bunchen's biggest marital gripes was how she continuously sacrificed for Tom's NFL career, which seems to take priority. And this tiny but mighty comment suggests that this rift is still very much present in their relationship. And the comment was about 
uh, her doing her part. Here's the comment. It's from Elle magazine in September. So just last month, I've done my part, which is to be there for Tom. I moved to Boston. And I focused on creating a cocoon and a loving environment for my children to grow up in and to be there supporting him and his dreams. So what Giselle did, I don't really know where they moved from. It doesn't matter. They moved to Boston so that he could play many, many years with the Patriots. And whatever Giselle was doing in her career, I guess she could do from different cities. That's fine. And you're going to find out in a minute as I read a few more excerpts. But the whole point of this statement is she wanted her and their children to be supportive of Tom's career, even though this woman had amassed a bigger fortune than him. This was still important to her. Money was secondary and supporting her husband was primary and having her children support their father was primary. Um, recently. There was a life coach named Jay Shetty, and he posted a quote that read, you can't be in a committed relationship with someone who is inconsistent with you. And this book apparently is going to be coming out. The book is titled Eight Rules of Love, and it's all about how to be in a committed relationship. And as you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're in a relationship. Hopefully it was, you attempted to be committed. Things turned out that uh, forced the relationship to evolve and evolve out of the relationship. But still, if you have children, you will always be a family connected by your children. So here's a little bit more about Giselle. According to Celebrity Net Worth, Bunchen is worth $400 million, which is almost double what her husband Tom Brady is worth, which is $250 million, and he has a $30 million salary with the NFL. Uh, she was named by Forbes magazine as the highest paid model in the world for the 14th year in a row in 2016, beating models like Kendall Jenner and Gigi Hadid. Now, Kendall Jenner is, well, formerly Bruce Jenner, uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, that's his one of his two daughters from his marriage with Kris Kardashian. And Gigi Hadid is, um, uh, well, her father is a real estate mogul in Beverly Hills. Her mother was on the Beverly Hills Housewives. And her modeling career has taken off. So those are two of the biggest models today. And she makes more money than them, and she's twice as old as them. Imagine that. Uh, she has multi-million dollar contracts with brands like Pantene, Chanel. She started with Victoria's Secret as a, an angel, uh, Carolina Herrera, and what else? Oh, she started her own skincare line called Saja Pure Skincare. And she wrote a book, which came out in 2018, titled Lessons, colon, My Path to a Meaningful Life. And of course, it was a bestseller. So she was doing things behind the scenes while Tom was playing football. And literally, I know a lot about the modeling world because I'm interested in it. I've been in, I've come from entertainment, so I'm interested in that. So I knew who she was, but I had no idea 
that she was still carrying on in her career, but behind the scenes, not in front of the cameras as much as Tom was. So making me think, well, Tom, of course, is the higher earner. He's the only earner. Ah, and this is how wrong I was. Um, insiders say Brady and Bunchen are living apart as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback is on the hunt for his eighth Super Bowl ring. Tension brewed after Brady unretired earlier this year. In a rare interview, the, the model admitted, Bunchen, uh, she had concerns over her husband's decision to return to the NFL. This isn't the first rough patch in Brady and Bunchen's union. In 2020, the NFL star told Howard Stern he and his wife were on the rocks a couple years ago meaning in the late teens. Um, quote Brady, she didn't feel like I was doing my part for the family. Brady explained on the Howard Stern show, she felt like I would play football all season. Now listen to this. This relates to everybody. She felt that I would play football all season and she would take care of the house. Okay, with 8 million housekeepers, but she was in charge of all the 8 million housekeepers. She would take care of the house and then all all of a sudden, when the season would end, I'd be like, great, let me get into all my other business activities. Let me get into my football training. And she's sitting there going, well, when are you going to do things around our house? When are you going to take the kids to school and, and do that? Well, do you not have these conversations uh, uh, with the other parent being more participatory? Many of you do. Lucky if you don't, but many of you do. Bunchen wrote Brady a heartfelt letter saying she was unhappy most recently. The athlete said he kept the letter. Oh, no, not recent. The athlete said he kept the letter and still reads it. The two attended marriage counseling. I guess this is back a few years ago when he was on the Howard Stern show. Um, so he recently retires after the 2022 season. I'm continuing to read. Although, this is interesting. I mean, who wouldn't figure that he had a lucrative broadcast job waiting for him with Fox Sports or with anybody? So I kind of figured that when he was going to retire, he would go into broadcasting because, I mean, how could he really retire? He, he is football. That is his life. That is his identity. And this is really important. This was his, this is his identity. And people's jobs are their identity. And what do you do when you put everything you have into a job that's so prominent and so integral to the fabric of life? And in this case, American life with, with Tom Brady. But life in your city, life in your town, life in your country, what do you do when your identity is so wrapped up into your job and then at some point the job has to be over? I mean, he is 45 years old. Amazing that he has kept himself in such physical shape and mental shape. And, you know, the gods are certainly uh, smiling on him that um, he was able to keep healthy externally, too. I mean, I know he was on a strict regiment diet and exercise and his mental prowess is focused. I mean, I don't know what he does for that. But, I mean, this man 
is a well-oiled football machine. But what do you do when that's over? Well, I figured the broadcast career would kick in and that would satisfy him as well because people look up to you as a uh, an ex-ball player, pro-ball sportscaster, Troy Aiken. People love him, many others. Now, this is interesting. Something else that I, I read in this article, and that is uh, whether his announced break from the Buccaneers to retire was an attempt for him to salvage his marriage. Well, maybe. That that could be. And then he went back into it. And then she didn't turn up for the games. And this was really important to me. And this is what got me thinking about doing a piece on their divorce or their marriage, which looks like it may end in divorce, that's what really got me to thinking because she showed up for every single game, moved to Boston, moved to Tampa. She and the kids were there all the time, and this man was flying high. Then he retired, and I read articles that said he retired not because he was getting older, but to spend more time with the family, because how many more years do you really have your 45? I mean, honestly, who else played until they're 45? I don't know anybody. But then to unretire, that was such a huge red flag to me. And working in the field of divorce, that's when I started reading more about it. It was fascinating that things happened very quickly once he unretired. Giselle was in a different house. Uh, Articles came out. Uh, She was photographed without her wedding ring. And she has an Instagram account. And she was on Instagram without her wedding ring. Pretty interesting. And Tom wasn't at all the practices. I don't know that he played in the preseason games absent for 11 days on per, for personal matters from giant training. And he started losing. It This season has turned out completely differently than he expected. He's losing. I don't remember him ever having a losing season, losing more games than he's won. I really don't remember that. And so I started doing more and more research and more thinking about this. And I was thinking, okay, so Giselle, little did I realize, continued to work, but probably not at the level, obviously, as she was when she was modeling. Um, Yes, she has income streams, obviously invested well because the net worth is still more than his and he's actively working in front of all of us. But But the conclusions that we draw, the conclusions I drew when I saw him, of course, on TV every single week for I don't know how many months, five months, six months, football season. August through January, ending with Super Bowl in February. And her in the stands, I just looked at it as he out-earns her. 
and he'll take the lead and she's happy to raise the family and become a traditional wife. And how wrong I was, wasn't I? Um, Bunchen noted, I'm going back to finish reading, we only have a little bit left. Bunchen noted the occasional stress placed on their marriage by Brady's decision to continue playing in the NFL into his mid-40s. Quote by her, obviously, I have my concerns. This is a very violent sport, and I have my children, and I would like him to be more present. I have definitely had conversations with him over and over again, but ultimately, I feel that everybody has to make a decision that works for them. He needs to follow his joy, too. Now, isn't that interesting? And recently said he needs to follow his joy too well here's what i'm looking at in their marriage and relating it to you and your marriage and why you might be getting a divorce and for those listening who are maybe thinking of getting a divorce um think about these things first of all everybody struggles with having a career and raising a family Either one spouse works and the other raises the family, or both spouses work and one spouse raises the family. It's true, isn't it? It's a rare family in which both parents work and both contribute equally to raising the family. Very, very rare. Either because one person's job takes them out of the house all the time, or one person's just better at it, you know? Just because you want to have kids doesn't mean you're you're able to be a parent uh, 24-7. doesn't mean that, but at least a parent sometimes, maybe. That's important. Okay, so aspects to a relationship that make it strong. This is where I want to go. Mutual commitment to a goal of raising a family, and it has to be a two-party commitment to raising a family. It's one. Number two sharing family duties. You simply just have to do it. One person cannot be the only person that does the family thing, that does everything. Now, if you have a household where one person works and it is decided that the other person will raise the family, yes, that person's going to do a whole lot more work in raising the family. That person's going to be a professional parent, and they should have business cards saying professional parent, because to be a professional parent, it's all day. It doesn't end. You never go home from the office. You are in the office 24-7. The only time you get to get leave the office is when you leave the house and you leave the kids behind. But sharing family duties is so incredibly important. So let's just look at A, making a commitment to raising a family and sharing family duties. You have to talk about what it means to both of you, not only prior to having a family, but throughout the marriage. You have to get together, look at how the kids are doing. Look at how you're each enjoying your roles. Look at, as life goes on, how you might want to tweak those roles. Being open to doing a better job at your individual roles. So you really have to keep checking in because you're, you're running a business. 
you know, the household becomes a business. One person manages the day-to-day in the household and the other person earns a living to fund the household. And it, it really can be an equal relationship in terms of that managing the household. But the kids want both parents in their lives. The kids need both parents in their lives. If one parent is dominant and the other parent is missing, the kids don't get to attach to the parent who's missing. The, ki- the, the kids know about the parent who's missing. They get to see the parent at some points, maybe in the day, maybe not, depending on the schedule of that parent. But at some point during the week, that worker parent will be seen by the children But I've always asked, and maybe you all can answer this for me, why do you have a family if you're not going to interact with the kids? What's the point in having children if only one parent is going to interact? Is it, do they become objects? Do they become things around you? Now, I know, because I know a lot of people that aren't at home a lot, out there working, being successful while the other parent is at home. So the parent who works and isn't around a lot, what is the reason for having a family? Is it it to know that you are not alone? And when you're ready, you can participate with the family? Is that, is that all family means to you? How much do you want to interact? What would you like to do with the family? Is there anything that would be your thing with the family if you're the one who works and you're the one who isn't home much? Have you decided or carved out some time during the week that you can be with your child, even if it's one day? Have you carved out that time to show your children that you care about them, that you're interested in them? Or do you go to their school functions and are on the phone, walking out of the room to take calls, to go on text? Or are you fully engaged in the activities of the children, their performances? You know, this means a lot to children and it means a lot to the other parent who's taking care of the household. And I know parents are appreciative, those who run the household. If you, well, I'll I'll, I'll double back on that one, by the way. So you need to be appreciative. Let's just put it this way. If the deal was one person raises the family and the other person works, be appreciative that there's money, if there's money there to live a good life, you have to be appreciative of that. But that doesn't take the place of the other parent, the moneymaker parent, investing in their children, not with money, but with their heart, with their soul, with their time. That's so incredibly important for both the career parent and the children. Because as a career parent, you're going to need a balance. You're going to need to to leave work and be a human being that isn't defined by your career. Because your career doesn't define you to your children. 
But the investment you make with your heart, with your soul, with your time, that does mean something to your children. And even if you're in the middle of a divorce and you have co-parenting time, don't continue to work. Get off that phone. Spend alone time with your children, even if you have another relationship, if you're not married. I mean, if you're getting a divorce, you're obviously not married. But if you're in a serious other relationship, still you have to spend time with your children, just your children. You have to get to know them as a separate parent, as a single parent. They need it, you need it. But sharing family duties is so incredibly important. So even if you're getting divorced and you're going to get remarried, please use this as a learning lesson. Families fall apart in this modern era if both parents don't participate in their children's lives and sharing family duties. So let's go to career for a minute. This is seriously important because as a divorce mediator, I have people come here and we discuss spousal support, how long it's going to last, and what is needed for each person to live separately. And it's so much more money than when you're living together. You know, one good income, unless it's multi-millions, but one good income of high five figures, low, low six figures, one good income in one household works just fine. But one good income spread between two households, now that's very difficult. And it's very difficult for both people to live. And so this is fascinating to me. Um, when one person is on a trajectory to make quite a lot of money. And so it looks like this is going to be fine. Obviously, nobody thinks about getting divorced. And so you have a traditional marriage. One person runs the home, the other person works. And now you're getting a divorce. Let's just say uh, two situations. The person who raised the family did have a great career before they started having children. But it's been a while since they've worked outside the home. You can't just jump into a career again. It doesn't work like that. And this message is for anybody, all of you listening, that are the breadwinners. And you find yourself saying to your spouse, well, you used to be in a really great job. Why can't you just go out and do that again? What's the problem? Oh, please. <laughs> the problem is once you've left the workforce for a while, it ain't that easy to get back into it. Even if you're young, even if you're a millennial, even if you're in your mid thirties, let's just say you haven't worked for 10 years. That's a hell of a long time in this day and age not to be working. It's going to take a while to get back in the workforce. So please, breadwinner spouse, don't take that cavalier attitude. I know it's scary. I know it's absolutely frightening to look at your income that you were so proud of, are still proud of, and watch it just get crushed in the divorce. I know how tough that is, but I want you to think of the other spouse and how scary that is. 
trying to get a job. Who knows when that's going to happen? And what are you going to do with the kids? Are you, the breadwinning spouse, going to be able to see the kids more so the homemaker spouse can spend time working? Maybe they have to, maybe the homemaker spouse has to compensate and take a lower paying job initially and work their way up and they break even with um with with daycare with childcare so that they can work that's a really big issue it's a really really big issue so you have to be understanding that this is a frightening time for the other spouse and it'll be obvious once numbers are run for child support and spousal support, how much money the supported spouse still needs in order to pay the bills and and carve out their own budget and their own existence. Even when the breadwinning spouse says, okay, I can modify my schedule and I'll take the kids more. It's still a frightening situation. So, Going forward, you know, I, I, I listen, I watch these reality shows and, they, and on the New York City Housewives, Ramona Singer has always said, I make my own money because I watched my mother not be able to leave her marriage because she wasn't making money and she stayed in an abusive relationship because she didn't feel she had options in terms of providing for herself. It's really an issue of trust and reliance when one spouse says, okay, I'll stay home. I'll raise the kids. It's a lot of trust and reliance on the other spouse that they will always make it worthwhile. And if that day comes, which if you are listening to this episode, that day has come. If the day comes that the divorce is now imminent. Holy heck, what am I going to do now? I have to scramble. I have to find a job. I have to put my life back together financially. It's an incredibly hard thing to do. So I want to finish this by talking about energy. I wanted to save this for last. I didn't want to open with it because I didn't want to lose the audience, those of you who are not energy people, but hopefully most of you are. So there is an energy that's created by two people getting together. It's either a good energy or not so good energy. And hopefully it's a good energy and you get married and you start raising a family and the energy that you continue to bring to the relationship makes the relationship grow. But in order to make that happen, both spouses have to respect one another. Both spouses have to pitch in, do their part, not space out of the relationship, not become single focused and want to make the relationship all about them. Tom and, Tom and Giselle. I have a feeling the relationship became all about Tom. And, you know, depending on what what the work is, I mean, there's TV cameras in your face all day long, not in Giselle's face all the time. She kind of left the modeling world. So we didn't really see her, but we saw Tom five months a year. And so the ego 
grows when that happens. The sense of importance grows. And therefore, you start pulling away from family. You start, I don't know, I'm just guessing, obviously, Tom and Giselle have not taken me out to dinner. So I don't know everything from their end. I'm just kind of paying attention and reading and watching and, and piecing things together. And if I thought Giselle really didn't have a career, I bet a lot of other people thought that. And I wondered how that hurt her. I wondered if that mattered to her. I mean, she was in the spotlight too, as a model. I wonder what she had to go through to leave the spotlight and raise a family. Maybe she absolutely loved it. She obviously kept herself in good shape. They both did. So if she wants to go back into modeling, she can. But she has these other business interests too. So that tells me she's very entrepreneurial and she has a heck of a lot of energy. But Tom was the one we knew. And I wondered how that changed him. And did that change him to the point where his job was more important and he didn't participate in family activities, thereby changing the energy of the relationship until it was out of balance, out of whack, therefore causing dissonance. And if it is true that they went to marriage counseling throughout their, their marriage, and why wouldn't they? I mean, they're high-profile people. You kind of need a gut check. You, you kind of need somebody to help you uh, stay in the lane of your marriage, stay in your family lane and not get too far out of it. So good for them that if they were having problems, that they went to therapy and stayed together this long. I think that's pretty commendable. But I go back to the energy that we create by the commitment that we make, by the commitment that we keep, by participating in family duties, and by supporting each other in what they do. So the reason that piqued my curiosity to do a little bit of a, a, an episode on Tom and Giselle is Tom's season is miserable and and Giselle's not in the stands and I am wondering if Tom didn't realize that he needed her there that her commitment to him her support of him was so important and his children being there too was so important that he sacrificed that to go back to work or is that snippet in one of the uh, uh, excerpts that I read, that he went back to the NFL because the marriage had irrevocably broken down. So what the heck? Why am I? Why am I retiring? If we're not going to be married, I may as well go back to work. But why didn't he go into broadcasting? That's the question I cannot answer by reading everything, and I've read a lot. Why didn't he go into broadcasting? It's still very time-consuming. There's travel attached to, to broadcasting, but I bet it's, it's less grueling than actually playing the sport. 
Uh, you certainly don't get hurt broadcasting like you do playing football. So there's always that. So if you're in dangerous lines of work, like I mentioned earlier, police work, firemen, contractors, building homes, buildings. I mean, there's so many, even uh, the TV guy going up on the poles, you know, that's dangerous. There are a lot of different types of very dangerous work that we, we do. And therefore, that can cause stress on the family, having very dangerous work that people do. But when you had a family dynamic, like the dynamic that Giselle and Tom presented to us, the dynamic of Giselle and the kids show up for each game, move to the cities Tom needs to move to to play his career, because that's the way it goes in football. Once that dynamic changed, how does that affect your performance, whether it's football, modeling, or working at Macy's, whatever it means. You have to focus on your job. You have to put everything into your job to do your job well. Like there's this concept in corporate America called presenteeism. I was doing a speech on this. So I I researched this and this kind of applies to Tom. That's what I was thinking as well. So presenteeism is a concept uh, meaning that you are physically at work, but mentally checked out. You are there, but you are unproductive. And it's due to chronic physical or emotional pain and divorce, pending divorce, the breakup of a relationship, huge dissonance in a relationship will get you to be unfocused. And now, oh my God, unfocused in a football game, unfocused with TV cameras in front of you, unfocused as you're getting $30 million. Oh my, that's not a good situation to be in. And your life is playing out in front of America and the world. And Tom's often been quoted as saying, hey, cameras are in front of us all the time. You just have to deal with it. Well, if any of you who are sports fans, and if you've been reading the articles I've been reading and watching the games and watching Tom lose his cool a lot this year, you know, I I still go back to distracted. Presenteeism. Physically there, mentally checked out, as if Tom Brady could ever be mentally checked out. But, you know, you're just off your energy game. And so I say to everybody, if if the marriage has broken down irrevocably and you are going to get divorced, you're in the middle of divorce and there's no turning back, you can still change. You can still correct the things that drove you to the divorce. You can be the participatory parent that you never were. You can still do that. And if you're, and if you're, soon-to-be other spouse gives you shit about it, don't listen. Be the participatory parent. Do it. Dig in. Say, I'm sorry, but you know, life goes on. These kids are still my kids and I am learning from my mistakes. That's a big one. I am learning from my mistakes and I want to be a better parent. I am so sorry it didn't work out in this relationship, but I really want to be a better parent. 
So you can still do that. And if you get into another relationship change, you know, commit to family activities, be there, don't commit to what you can't do, check in all the time, revisit the relationship, see what's not working, look at what is working, and both be prepared to modify the relationship in the way that it needs to be modified. And if you are the Giselle in your relationship, you altered your career because she didn't actually really leave, but she altered her career big time to support her husband's career. Great, lovely. And I don't think she regrets that too, too much because she, as an entrepreneurial person, still continued to do things, wrote a book, uh, developed a skincare line. And more than likely, she did a few little modeling gigs, a few little runway things along the way, maybe a, um, uh, a fashion magazine cover. But if you're the parent that really took care of the family, don't give your your soon-to-be ex um, shit <laughs> about, oh, now you're going to contribute. Now you don't do that. Don't do that. It's a shame the marriage broke down. Don't do that. Let that person step up. Let the divorce be the impetus that makes your soon-to-be ex-spouse a better parent. It's really, really important because it's really for the children's sake more than anything. It's for the children's sake. And if you're listening to this podcast, this episode, and you're not quite married or you're just at the beginning of the marriage, you don't have children yet, and you're talking about raising a family, giving up your career, have a plan B. Have a plan B. Have a plan that allows you to jump back into the workforce if you have to. Don't completely leave. I don't know. I I, I kind of think that you are taking a giant risk if you completely give up your career. But that's just me. I mean, people take this risk all the time, but at least if you have a spouse that when it's time to get divorced says, okay, you know what? You gave up your career. I'm going to step up. I'm going to do everything I have to do with the money that I make to make sure we're both okay and our kids are okay. And I want to be patient and I, I want you to develop the career that's right for you. Okay, so I haven't heard too many people talk like that, but I wish I would hear more. I wish the spouse who uh, makes more money and is the payor would say, you supported me in my career. You supported me in my dreams. You raised the family so I could continue to grow in my career. I am so very sorry it didn't work out, but I want to support you now. Even though we're getting divorced, I want to tell you that I recognize what you've done and I would like to support you. Now, that's being, <laughs> that's in consideration that horrible things haven't happened. You're still trying to get over them. You haven't apologized. Uh, you haven't forgiven each other. Maybe there was huge infidelity. Maybe there was huge financial malfeasance. Of course, you know, people get divorced for different reasons. But if it's the garden variety divorce where there may have been a little infidelity, I'm sorry, that's garden variety. Uh and because you were growing apart anyway, you know, you have to consider that growing apart anyway. Um, take stock. 
apologize to each other, and then work together to transition out of the marriage. If you can work together to transition out of the marriage so that both of you are taken care of, that would be ultimate. You know, at the end of the day, talking about energy and finishing up now, my message is at the end of the day, we're all energy. Have you noticed when a loved one passes on or an animal passes away, all of a sudden they look different because they're not there. It's just their body. It's our spirit, our emotions, our heart, our personality. That's what gives this body that we're in the look that it has. And so we are all energy and we can change our energy whenever we want to. Our commitment to change, our recognition that, oh, you know what? If I change this about me, that's going to change everything about that. And it's true. Little steps that we each take to correct things that need to be corrected in our lives, making different choices, changing the unhealthy choices that we've made to much better choices. We can still do that even though we're getting divorced. And even though Giselle is not wearing her wedding band and is living in a different house, all the quotes from her, seem to be, I wish Tom well, I want everybody to be happy. I kind of think she's going to be a decent co-parent. I hope so. I really hope so because she, she, she really participated in raising what appear to be two good kids. You know, it just appears to be. So anyway, don't want to ramble. This is my last message. We are energy. We can change our energy anytime we want. We can make our situation better anytime we want. We may not get back together again, but we can We can be good co-parents. We can be good divorced people. And we can learn from our past. So thank you very much for listening to our Celebrity Divorce of October Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen. Remember the key points. Mutual commitment to a goal of raising a family is important. Sharing family duties and the way we handle career as our in our ability to, to live well. And the way we support each other's career is really, really important. So thank you very much. If you would like to suggest a topic to me, you can reach me through my email or the website, judith at theamicabledivorceexpert.com or through SpeakerPipe on the website. And as always, have an amicable day. That's our show for today. Thank you for joining us. Be good to yourselves, be kind to your spouse, and cherish your children above all else.